Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasterman. This is our weekly Tribe Talk, and we are joined by Jordan Bastian and JB. Tribe's hot. Uh, and the most important thing is they are 10-4, and four versus the AL Central so far this season. Last year, 32-43 and 43 within the division. Obviously, uh can be a huge difference maker in, in how you fare overall. So uh, they're winning the games that matter. Yeah, it was a good homestand, winning five of six against the Tigers and Royals and now improving to 6-0 and against Detroit. And I just think there's sort of a mental lift that, that can impact that clubhouse. You know, I think the way that Tigers kind of owned the Indians over the last three years you know, I think every time they took the field against them, there was sort of that here-we-go-again mentality. And as Trevor Bauer said it, it was not close games. He felt like they got bludgeoned, to use his word, you know, against Detroit in recent seasons. So to start off so well against the division, especially against the Tigers, who have kind of toyed with the Tribe so often in recent years, I think this is kind of a good, good mental uh, boost for this team as they... Uh, and beyond mental boost... Uh, Michael Brantley coming back uh, has provided an actual boost in production here of late. You know, his first week back, I believe he was two for 17 or something like that, which is not unexpected uh, as he finds his way back into form after shoulder surgery. He's only playing two out of three days and what have you, but um, starting to look like the the Michael Brantley we know and love here uh, the last week. Yeah, and when you look at that early stretch, I mean, his swinging strike rate was about doubled from his career contact rate, which is usually around 90, 92% was down in the 80s. So he just wasn't himself coming out of the gate. And I think maybe that sort of just lends itself more to a timing issue when a guy missed an entire spring training, save for the you know two games he appeared in. Yeah, so I think now he's getting those reps and he's starting to look more and more like the Brantley you'd expect. It, the game he had four hits, you know, he had, I think he had 23 swings or saw 23 pitches Took nine swings, made contact on each one, more like the Brantley we expect. And we're seeing some good defense out there as well. Uh, sort of a lunging running grab a couple games ago. Uh, yesterday he had an assist against the Royals from left field, one of those pinpoint throws he can make from the corner. So he's starting to come around, and you're right, in terms of it being a mental boost. Just seeing his name in the lineup kind of gives that team a lift, um, especially knowing 
fact that they played roughly 500 ball until he got back. Now they're getting hot with him back. You know, that's a big, big lift for this team. Yeah, so he's such a good pure hitter, and you know, when when he's locked in, there's you just don't see him fooled by pitches. That's what it basically comes down to. Even if it's not a productive at bat, just don't doesn't look like he's guessing up there. Uh, Tyler Naquin had a 3.15 average, but was sent back down to Columbus, and probably not terribly surprising. We know how the uh, the options game works, and, and he had minor league options remaining, so he was a victim of, of that circumstance. But what'd you make of that move, JB? Yeah, it was surprising in the to me in just one sense in the, that idea that they didn't really have a true backup center fielder behind Rajay Davis. Uh, Michael Brantley's played there in the past, but they're not really comfortable with him in center on a regular basis. They've given Jose Ramirez a test run um, here and there during spring training. Uh, Lonnie Chisenhall played out there in the minor leagues during his rehab assignment, was going to play there during the spring, but an injury got in the way. So that's the element of it where I thought, well, maybe Naquin has a leg up here, even with the options, just because he's performed well offensively in that role of facing right-handed pitching, and he gives them that that center field option behind Davis. But the options game, as you're right, comes into play here. Yes, he was hitting 300, but if you look at OPS Plus, I think it was 105, so it was kind of a light 300, and they felt that there were a lot of defensive things in terms of his first step and in terms of his route efficiency, things that they want him to continue to work on down in AAA. And by optioning him, um, you kind of save yourself the depth issue where if you would have cut one of the other guys on the team, you know, you would have had to designate somebody for assignment and run into you know, potentially a depth issue a week or two later, say an injury comes up. So that was interesting. Um, that's kind of the reasoning behind the move. I think it made a lot of sense, and I think we're going to see Tyler Naquin back up with the Indians before it's all said and done here this year. Yeah, they didn't waste any time putting uh, Chisholm out in center field. He got in there for the last inning of Saturday's right. game and then uh, and started there Sunday. So that's an interesting little experiment for the former third baseman. Just play them all over, J.B. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, he showed last year he was athletic in right field and above average, so they think, yeah. you know, the, the progress he made in right will translate to center. So that's what they're going to do for now in terms of backing up Rajay. All right. Uh, on the pitching side, Danny Salazar was brilliant against the Royals on Friday, and um, there's kind of that narrative of him needing to step up in Carlos Carrasco's place and uh, certainly lived up to that uh, that notion on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, they really need him to be a number two starter, and I think as we've talked about, you know, dating back to spring training when the whole rotation was healthy, that the Indians have three pitchers who could be number ones on a variety of teams. So it's not really a stretch to say that Salazar needs to pitch like a number two. I think he's kind of already there. Um, it's just he needs to be sure that he's efficient, not walking guys, and able to log some innings because I think one of the benefits of having a Kluber and a Carrasco at the top is just the volume of innings that they log, you know, and it allows that sort of chain reaction over the next few days with the bullpen um, to help them out. So they need Salazar to be an innings eater. You know, early on this year, he was pretty effective, uh, but he was walking some guys. I think what was really encouraging in his last outing was the efficiency he showed early on. And I think uh, over this recent stretch, around the year maybe, his opponent's batting average is about 140, uh, which is pretty good. So he's, you know, throwing, uh, you know, that high-velocity fastball. His split change has been extremely effective, and he's just keeping guys guessing right now and has been one of the top five pitchers in the American League 
uh, in terms of starting pitchers right now. So very, very positive development, especially as it looks like Carrasco's making great strides behind the scenes, already doing agility work. We see him running and doing bounding exercises, going through his delivery on flat ground. You know, I'm sure uh, before too long he'll be working his way back up to a mound and going to try and be back on the short end of that four- to six-week uh, timetable they gave him with that hamstring issue. And you mentioned Kluber, JB. What about the Klubot? Do you feel like the Klubot is now fully functional? Yeah, you know, I, we've seen this in the past with him. It's interesting. I think during his Cy Young season even, there was a point where he was reaching this innings total and looked like he hit a rough spot. And everyone wondered publicly, you know, was he getting fatigued because he was, you know, hitting an innings threshold that he hadn't before in the past. And it, I think some of that kind of bothered him. And then he went 5-0 and that September and won the Cy Young Award and kind of showed everyone. And right now he had a couple bad starts to start the year. You know, I was among those pointing out that his velocity was down. Um, you know, I think when a pitcher is struggling early on and you're looking for reasons why that might be, I think that was one of the things that stood out. His velocity was down. Um, but at, since that game where he gave up six runs, three which came – uh, courtesy of some sunballs uh, that didn't help him at all. You know, he's just been pitching, you know, like the Kluber you'd expect, a ERA around one with a high strikeout rate, very low walk rate, um, just had a shutout against the Tigers. You know, this is a guy who is pitching really, really well right now and looking like the ace they need, and that's extremely important, as we just noted with Carrasco out right now, that, you know, him and Salazar can step up and, and be that one-two punch until Carrasco can get back. As we saw with Kluber's record last season, it's it's uh, it's silly to put much stock into wins and losses for pitchers. There's a lot of underlying factors there, but I'm still fascinated, regardless, uh, by the Josh Tomlin uh, uh, dynamic here. 12 and 0 in games after an Indians loss dating back to the beginning of last year. We saw that a little bit Sunday. He was roughed up a little bit, but uh, improved to 5 and 0 uh, on the young year. So, you know, Tomlin the stopper, quite a quite yeah. a role for him. Yeah, 5-0 and this season, so I'm sure he's going to be atop the Cy Young ballot for some of those old-school yeah. writers, you know, because he's 5-0, and he's undefeated, you can't beat him. Um, I think, w- what, kidding aside, what Tomlin does um, and, and what he's done at this point in his career the last two seasons is, as Terry Francona points out so often, it sounds cliche, but, it, but it's true in Tomlin's case, he doesn't beat himself. He's a guy that really doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's homer-prone at times, but they're usually solo homers. Um, and so when there's a, a lack of base runners um, and a pitcher who is just pounding strikes and a guy who field his, fields his position really, really holds the running game in check, you know, that's a guy that, you know, when you have a team built like the Indians with solid defense and an offense that's basically built to do just enough, you, you have a combination where he's going to be in a position to win and going to be in a position to put his team um, you know, uh, on the cusp of a win. So I think that's what he's been doing so well is kind of understanding who he is as a pitcher, knows he's not going to go out there and get a lot of strikeouts. Um, he's a guy that's just going to control the running game, keep guys off the bases, and put his team in that spot. And that's what he's done, and it's, he's been really reliable. And great to see. He's the longest-tenured player in the Indians organization, you know, kind of a late-round draft pick, guy who stayed in the farm system for a while, has gone through a variety of – health issues so to see him come back i mean it's it's a pretty good story and an easy guy to root for if you're an indians fan so great to see him start five and oh five and oh undefeated 
Undefeated. Perfect. He's perfect. Uh, all right. And the tribe's hot. So we'll see, uh, like I said earlier, you know, you take care of business within the Central. You're going to be a factor there late in the year. We'll see if they keep up that pace. And we'll continue to check in with Jordan Bastion each week during the season. I want to thank him for, t- for joining us. And thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.